confidants, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. I'm so excited because I have a short film premiering in less than a week. Uh, you're listening to this on Wednesday, right? So Sunday, just a few days from today, you can come to the Chinese Theater if you live in Los Angeles and see the short that I wrote with my friend Christine Medrano um, for Outfest Fusion. It's called I Think She Likes You, and you can get tickets online. It's open to the public. Um, tweet at me if you're coming. I would love to see you at Larissa T. Or just show up and watch silently if you're shy and don't like to meet people. And don't tell me. That's fine, too. But I hope you enjoy it. It's really fun. We've worked really hard on it. Um, uh, I, I've been working on it for, like, the last over six months. Um, so we're really excited to share it with you guys. It's, it's a short. It's only nine minutes. So, you know. Um, and then enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And also, I've got some shows coming up. Um, I won't go through all of them individually, but you can find all my updated shows on TeresaLeeComedy.com. Um, there's some fun ones coming up, so definitely check that out. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I did want to make a quick note about this episode. We um, recorded this in my apartment, um, and one of my XLR cables broke right before, but um, I didn't want to stall the guest because I'm very excited to have him and everything and so we just made do and so we did our best to remedy the sound I think it sounds fine but you know I, I'm just giving you a heads up because I know you guys at me when things don't sound crystal clear um, so you can still hear us both but obviously it's not going to be studio quality but it sounds great and it's a really wonderful interview I have Andrew T from Yo Is This Racist and we get into some real fun stuff about our family our moms our growing up Asian American and uh, it's a really cool conversation I don't really get to have a lot with other comedians so I really enjoyed it and I hope you will too you can tell her you can tell Teresa, um, and this is You Can Tell Me Anything, which is the podcast where comedians confess a secret they've never told anyone before. Um, sorry, that was such a weird start. I actually just found out right before we recorded this, I my, my cables is broken, so now I feel... I just, no cables. Yeah, I suddenly felt very weird having nothing in my hand, because um, I'm so used to holding a microphone, so now I'm just gesturing into the wild. That voice you heard, I'm going to introduce my guest right now, is my guest today. He's the host of Yo! Is This Racist? Super funny. Give it up for Andrew T. Woo! What up, Andrew? You're the best. We all love you so much. Yeah. What about, I was thinking, what about a placebo mic? What was the, pl oh, just to hold it? Just to hold it. That's so funny. Um, no, I'll get used to it. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm, I'm talking into your dog like a mic. Yeah, he's he jumped right on you. I know. I, I have a... A similar Pekingese-ish kind of dog. So. They remind me of the dogs that um, you see in those Asian paintings. The, the dogs. Yeah, well, that's I mean why. it is. Like, <laughs> They're straight up those like dogs. Painting, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks fake. <laughs> you little fake ass CGI dog. They're really good lap dogs, um, and I think they're supposed to be good luck. There's something, but that yeah. might just be a thing. I feel like Chinese people just love saying things are good luck. I did you I so we're recording this just after the main thrust of Lunar New Year stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize I don't my family and part of it is that like because I did not grow up like I grew up in the Midwest around uh -huh. Where no, did you grow up? In Michigan. Okay. I was born in Michigan. So Is that the Midwest? I yeah, guess it is. Yeah. I just think of it as like Northwest. I don't know geography. That's not a thing. I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, Northwest, I guess. Chicago's Northwest. Isn't Michigan near Chicago? It's all Midwest. 
Oh. It's all Midwest. Okay, I'm thinking of Northwestern. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why it's <laughs> called Northwestern. They're trying to so, differentiate themselves. Um, but um, yeah. I so so I did not realize what was an actual like tradition and what was just some shit that my parents like to do. Ha! So like, I was clean your room. It's a tradition. Yeah, yeah. It was Actually, like, that I, is a tradition. Well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. What was the um, uh, noodles? Noodles is more of like a birthday thing. Noodles is birthday. Yeah. But my parents were just like, oh, we're doing noodles too. We did the nian gao. Okay, uh, I had nian gao. Well. I didn't cook. My mom sent it to me in, I know. in the mail. It's a little like. Ugh, so. I do like it, but I feel like I'm not in the habit of cooking stuff in general. Yeah. Like pasta. So then to make that and then be like, who's gonna eat this? Yeah, yeah, by yeah. Myself? What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. It's like a whole thing. But I'm trying to think, um, what else? I I, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was like some or no something with that's bad luck that I oh. don't remember that we just do all the time. Oh really? Um, I'm just like I don't fucking remember. You're not supposed to wash your hair on New Year's Day. Uh, it was a food thing. I don't uh, remember what it was. Oh, but certain thing. Oh, you're supposed to leave fish out. That we did. Okay. I love Chinese New Year traditions. I, I remember in elementary school we had to do those presentations, you know, when yeah. they're like multicultural, everybody's special. You're from the I'm Bay? from California, yeah, yeah, super, yeah. super liberal hippie yeah. schools where they're like, everyone share your culture. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always excited to share Chinese New Year because I felt like we had so many fun ones and yeah. I got excited. It's a lot of food. Yeah, and yeah, snacks. it's a good one. Um, yeah, money. so I loved it. Money, that's a big one. Yep. My grandma still sends me money, and I'm like, um, I'm almost thirty. You <laughs> shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, um, my, I, what I do? I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but put a little little piece of uh, maybe like a salami inside the hongbao for the. Uh, for the oh, dogs, for the it's so cute. Um, well, that's or, a great idea. I should do that, but I will say, we had an incident with salami before. They're not really supposed to eat it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. like a ham or whatever, yeah, yeah. Just but, a, or a treat. Inside but one time I was uh, making like a breakfast omelet or whatever, I had some salami, and I gave it a little tiny piece because I didn't know this. Yeah, I thought yeah. they could have a little meat, and it's like apparently the oils are super bad for oh, them. Really? And he was like vomiting for days. Oh, I took shit. him to the hospital. He had to get X-rays, and I thought he was gonna die. I was so sad. Um, oh, and then since so then, I've been like, no more just salami. Put a, put a little, put a little. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, dog treats. He's also got bad, a sensitive stomach. I just have bad dogs, I think, because they don't. They'll eat the fuck out of some salami. Nah, he's like a. He's like me. I got a lot of allergies. He like he'll eat something off the floor and then just be nauseous for days, but mm -hmm. that's his fault, mm -hmm, which I try mm -hmm. to tell him, but he doesn't listen. <sighs> Anyways, um, that's cool. Wait, so your family, did you go home for Chinese New Year's? No, no, no. I just, um, I like, because I, I like cooking, so I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just make some shit. And, and um, uh, yeah, my friend uh, Hollis, uh, who's Hapa, was like, we're doing this. And then I was like, didn't kind of put it together that I was like, Oh, I gotta be more Chinese, <laughs> like know more about this shit than I actually do. And I was like, fuck. I constantly feel like I'm like a imposter syndrome in my own culture. But yeah. I feel like some of that is because it's a mix of like growing up ABC because mm -hmm. I learned, like I was taught it at Chinese school. Did you go to Chinese school? Yeah, but I kind of yeah. didn't. I don't, we didn't do as much cultural shit. I went every Saturday pretty much for up until 12th grade. I, yeah, like, yeah, same. To the end of, uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people dropped out, but by 12th grade it was like four of us or whatever in the class that still extended. Yeah. And it ended up just being fun by senior year. But Mine um, was never fun, but. <laughs> well, um, by senior year it was like, 
we are, you know, you realize that it's just the fact that you're doing it will get you into college. Like, grades don't matter in Chinese right. school. Right. I just never, I was so bad at Chinese. Yeah. Like, did you guys have to do like um, the midterms and finals at Chinese school? Oh my God. No. Ours was like just organized by the fucking like Chinese moms in Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. So it was like, and I mean, I think the most important thing is they were, are, they were and are not educators. Like, sure. they're really, really they're incredibly bad teachers. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, you know, because it's also like they, like, they grew up, they went to a different type of school. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, not no one, I won't say no one learned anything because I think I just was particularly bad. Uh -huh. But like, like, I learned more Chinese taking Chinese in college oh, okay. at a class like geared towards... Americans? Yeah. Well, not even because it, it was a class for like like native like Chinese speakers uh -huh. like they, they don't let you do like the super easy <laughs> class for credit because it's just like you know but you, people come in with into Chinese with like such different backgrounds sure. um so so they wouldn't let me do that so I kind of got thrown in the deep end of like kids that were like basically fluent but illiterate oh okay yeah which they grew is, up like, speaking it I yeah. yeah I would say I probably fall under that like I can hold a conversation but my writing is probably of like a first grader oh yeah mine's way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but like I can write Shu very well but which is uh, teacher because <laughs> I just remember having right. to write yeah, teacher you know that's like the first phrase I learned I think think I could do it. This is how I feel. I remember thinking about this recently, like Chinese school, we used to go every Saturday and then like 8 a.m. Oh and, my god, Wait, yeah. how long was it? Uh, probably like two hours. I remember just getting around, out around noon. I, I actually yeah. used to have, I came up with a name for it. Maybe like, because um, we started going like pretty much when we started going to school, so like first grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a whole thing and I never questioned it. It was just a thing my mom was like, you have to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I do remember like, mm, I think I was still in elementary school, not middle school yet, but a little older, maybe like fifth or sixth grade. I remember um, just always being frustrated on Saturdays, and then I told my mom, I called it a Saturday feeling. Yeah. Because I was like, Mom, I hate Saturdays. I ha always get what I call Saturday feeling, which is right when we get out of Chinese school. It was just like California sun. It was like hot, and mm -hmm. I just remember being frustrated. And now I know. I think I was frustrated because I was learning stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And I didn't have free time, so it was yeah, like it was just too much was, school. Like yeah, my weekend was just homework. Yeah. But, Same, I mean, ours was my my mom when when she was the principal of the Chinese school. Oh, she was the principal. Yeah, but again, it's like can't stress enough. No one, none of them were good teachers. They were terrible, terrible, terrible. Because they were just like, why can't you memorize this? And it's like. Mm. Well, because you're a bad teacher. Were there a lot of Chinese people in um, Michigan? No, but you know enough to make a small. To make a small. You know, but my mom's big innovation was that since it was cheaper to rent the the, the school, like the elementary school that yeah. we use on at on Friday night, then sat. Not that Saturday during the day was that much better, but Friday night is like. Oh, it was cheaper, yeah. So, but it's like a real goddamn bummer. So we're like, huh. oh, okay, we're done with school, and then we're going to like like to school from like probably like seven to nine I, PM on I Friday. went to Friday night one and I had begged my mom to let me switch because so this is how there's a lot of Chinese um, Americans in the Bay Area yeah, where I'm from. Right, right. And so they were like there was like a district. There was like a whole Chinese school district. Yeah. With like a couple districts because they I remember they had competitions where you could do like abacus and whatever and yeah. like and you'd compete against the people in your district, and if you won, you'd go on to... Right. Yeah, it was uh, like a real organized 
thing. Right, but within the district there were schools that went on Fridays and ones that went on Saturdays and I remember I had friends at school that went to the Friday one and it sounded so much more chill. It was kind of like... Oh really? The, that, that one happened to just be like the teachers were very lax. Like, yeah. It was kind of like a hang. So I begged to go to that one uh, and it was so much fun. We went for like a year, but then middle school happened where um, school dances happened you had on Friday. That's what I'm saying, yeah. My mom wouldn't let me miss. Most of the other kids in my class were like, I got a school dance, I'm gonna be out this week. Uh -huh. And I was like, can I go to the dance? She's like, you have Chinese school. So then I had to switch back to the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the thing that's like, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, because it's also it was just like so inefficient because we were not learning the way once a week for like a few hours yeah and... it's really hard and like we weren't and, and yeah so it just made me really resentful of that whole of process the which is a bummer yeah well not the culture i guess did but you like, go through a phase where you a lot of chinese Americans yeah, yeah. Like, go through a phase where you like are a little bit like self-loathing of yeah of chinese? course yeah but that's very common, I feel like. It's so weird. I, yeah. I mean, because like, when it was happening, I didn't recognize it. Like, I would call, yeah. um, I call people fobs, like, yeah, very yeah. Chinese. That's, that's and, and I'm like, they're just, that's just literally, especially the ones who were actually immigrants. Fob, if people don't know, is fresh off the boat, but I think everyone mm -hmm. knows that. But 7, 7 p.m. on ABC. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, great show. But I think it, I remember at the time people used it to describe like if yeah. you were more, if you weren't really like assimilating yeah. or trying to yeah, conform yeah, yeah. to no, American it's, culture. Yeah, it's about trying to be white. And yeah, and then now I'm like, that's the stuff I love about me. Like, like talking about Chinese school, I'm like, oh yeah, how many yeah. of my friends have gone to Chinese school? Yeah, I mean, I guess every Chinese person. But I just <laughs> wish, I just wish it hadn't been so shit. Well, so so like like when we. When I got to college and took Chinese, it was still, like, ironically, like, most of the Chinese language professors were clearly just Chinese moms. Really? <laughs> but with some education experience, What clearly. was your major? Uh, I majored in neuroscience. Oh, whoa, okay. Yeah, so, so I, but I was, like, well, we had a language requirement, so it was got like, it. okay, well, it'll be easy to take Chinese. But they, they also were just, like, clearly able to, like, educate us better so it's mm -hmm. like this is the thing you're gonna do and this is you know because i just would you know practice writing the same like <laughs> 400 characters honestly over the entire time and just never really making any progress because i was right. like i hate this and uh -huh. you know it, the fact that i'm not learning this way after a couple years it's got to be your fault at a certain point yeah but yeah, I can see that. That is sometimes you have to be, but when you're a kid, you're not as self-aware of like how, oh, how to learn. You yeah, know? yeah, totally. No, no, no. It was just in retrospect where I was like, well, it didn't work, and they they just were, you know because they're the the way they learn Chinese was just like just keep doing it. Actually, no, the way they think they learn Chinese was just keep doing it. Uh -huh. Like this is this is you know all you do is just sit down and memorize and, and re recite. But they don't realize that the way they really learned Chinese was really wanting to because they were in yes. a Chinese speaking country and they needed to communicate and get around. And yeah, it was like, that's you know, true. The practical um, application. Um, yeah, it, it, you dive in really quick and it becomes really rewarding because when you get something right, you're immediately rewarded for it. But they did not right. understand that because they were just like, why don't you learn the way we did? And it was like, because I, <laughs> that's not how you actually well, learn. Well, technically, yeah. I mean, Chinese was my first language, so I learned English the way I guess they... Like, I oh. learned it because... I mean, I learned it as soon as I went to school, and, you know, I picked it up very fast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like what you're saying, I lived in an English-speaking country, so... Yeah. Until I went to school, my mom um, 
made a point to not speak English to us in the house because mm -hmm. she wanted, she knew we would learn it. And so yeah, she yeah. wanted to have our like Chinese yeah. be better. And I remember the first day of kindergarten, or maybe it was preschool, I can't, uh, I think it's preschool, yeah. We went to this like pre Christian preschool where the first day she taught us three phrases, I remember, in English. Because she was like, you need to learn a little bit of English, it'll help you get through the day. And mm -hmm. then she was like, the teacher will take care of the rest. So she taught me, I need to go to the bathroom, and I'm hungry. I can't remember the other one. I think they were, maybe I'm tired. I don't remember, but yeah. those are the two. But she didn't teach me, I'm thirsty. <laughs> and I remember I really was thirsty. I needed, I wanted to drink water, but I didn't know how to ask. So oh. I, I must've picked up the word water, like context clues, but I said, I'm hungry for water. And yeah, yeah, yeah. my teacher laughed at me and I felt really bad about it. But, uh, oh, and then my sister, I have a twin. She came home that day and threw a chair at my mom. Just because it was she like, was so frustrated. We're like she we couldn't, were not she was prepared. like, we, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, so yeah. mad. And my mom was like, oh, I should have taught you guys. But I'm glad she didn't because now I'm like, English, I picked up. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, your mom was sort of right in a <laughs> sense, but it's like, that's not a very good way to do it. It's not the only way to do it. It's yeah. probably not the best way to do it. It's definitely forcing. Um, uh, yeah. We totally didn't do your good confession, but this was so interesting. I wanted to keep chatting. But, um, well, I we like, can we can dovetail into yeah, that if it. you want Speaking because of, yeah, uh, my yeah. good confession is that like I I'm like uh, I, I don't I don't know what I can say Hollywood wise but like working on a script that's like kind of about shit like that oh, it's awesome. basically like a, a, an Asian dude learning how to be Asian. Oh, that's so cool. So like you know a little later in life, but I think you know as as ABCs I think are you ABC. Yeah. No. Oh, I you were. Born okay. In the Bay. Oh, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, you, but I think coastally you might not know, but there are, you know, maybe like certainly in the Midwest, you know, you there's a lot of Asian people, dudes especially, who are just like, I'm white. Yeah. You know, and kind of can live their life like that for a, a while. And there's also um, even like the six two six Asians, which are their own category. They're is not that down here. Oh, the Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. They're like very. Um, they're in their own culture. They're not Asian Asian. Like yeah, yeah. They're, but they're definitely, they don't hang out with white people, but they only hang out with other ABCs. Yeah, and yeah, so they yeah. they have their own, like, culture. Yeah, well, they're, because they're, it's a little more affluent. Yeah, they speak English, but then yeah. they're very much in their own world. They only have Asian friends. It is a little bit like that, um, just like, it's like this weird, like, like, convergent evolution of, like, rich immigrants in LA all have the same aesthetic. It's like all white BMWs and mm -hmm. like fucking like Gucci this, but it's all everyone fucking kind of like converges on like the Kardashians, probably the most current example of it, but yeah. it's like that same look and feel, which is so weird to me. I'm just like, how did you guys all decide this is aspirational American wealth, <laughs> even though Rich Americans tend not to at least actually be Maybe that. Maybe like it's that. just uh, Hollywood because, yeah. like, you just see you like images are very powerful. If you yeah, see yeah. A, like a standard image, you think that's right. what you're supposed to do. It's just so weird. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, like, like it's like, yeah, like, you know, everything in LA. You see like Persian and Armenian folks that kind of rock yeah. that vibe, and like, but you also see like Nigerian people like rock that vibe. Like yes. where you're like. It's so it's like the rich white vibe, but yeah, again, but rich, not. actual yeah. rich white people don't really act <laughs> like that. It's so weird to me. That's so funny. Um, your um, script idea. Um, I, I wrote a sketch that's obviously different, but it was, made me think of it. It was like girl who, basically, actually speaking of Chinese New Year, wanted to celebrate Chinese New Year and. Uh, 
could, didn't have any Chinese friends, so only everyone who showed up was white, and like she ended up feeling like she was appropriating our culture because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a bunch of white people doing Chinese New Year party, yeah. and she had to be like, I don't know, I bought these from Chinatown. Like, yeah, she had like no idea. That's that's a real kind of thing where I think a lot of, especially like like Asian people who do stuff like comedy or yeah. Hollywood, there's just so many moments where you're like. I know way too many white people. Yeah. You just like look around and like, what the fuck did well, I do? I grew up pretty Chinese, but it's yeah. all this stuff is like my parents, like obviously my parents did it for me. So when I was in college, I remember being like missing home and wanting to do Chinese New Year. But I, 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 I went down to like Lafayette Street in New York, like yeah. Chinatown. I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me, but it was like the tourist shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. buy some We're decorations the... that like are clearly not yeah. <laughs> what Chinese my, people my are putting in there. My cousin who like fucking grew up in Taiwan, like emailed me when she went to college and was like, "How do you make rice?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you asking oh me?" Oh my god, that's so funny. And I was just like, "That's crazy." And then I think probably the thing I looked up is I ultimately probably Googled something that probably a white person wrote. Right. Well, that's the other thing is uh, Chinese people. Not everyone, but a lot of Chinese people. You're a child until you get married, or like until yeah, you're twenty six. Yeah, yeah. So really, it is like you don't know how to do things because your parents wild. do everything for yeah. you. People live at home after college or through college and yeah. their mom cooks for them. And I really didn't want to do that because I wanted to be on my own. So I, I think I'm, that's one thing I'm glad I didn't do. That's one thing that I'm like, it's good to have family and keep in touch. But I do think like uh, yeah. uh, Asian people tend to stunt their growth a little bit because they stay uh, at yeah. home for so long. And then well, they don't know how to do Well, but it's a different kind of growth. They just have different goals. Yeah, you do get you do get closer with your family, and that's what I I do like. Sometimes wish I spent more time with my family in my early twenties because I was living in New York for eight years. I didn't yeah. come home a lot. I really wanted to be on my own. Yeah, I I have a really bad relationship with my my family. Not like uh, that's that's loaded, and it's not as bad as it complicated could be. Well, no, it's bad, it's bad. but it's like it's just like it, it's one of those where it's like like to this day i'm in my late 30s and like they they like i can i turn into a fucking teenager around them like yeah. it's horrible but they also probably treat you like that right yeah of course yeah no my Fall mom into a dynamic. literally my mom like texted me two days ago and i i it was literally just like kind of small talk and then she like signed off with just like um oh i forgot what it was she was just like don't don't drive too fast and i was like <laughs> i don't and, and I like, got so mad. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. you, like without like confirming Asian stereotypes, she's literally one of the worst drivers <laughs> I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, motherfucker, what are you, you going to talk to me about yeah. driving? Like, well, it's, it's also crazy. like you're obviously, it's not like, oh my God, thank you. I was going to drive super fast until you said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's totally insane. And, and, but then I like texted back, like totally snide. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, why? What's the point? Like, she's just saying a thing just to, you know hear her hear her own voice or like just to see her own words like yeah. it doesn't mean anything other than she's wants me to be careful or she cares but it's like yeah the most annoying way to do it and it it's is like, so frustrating well here's a, i've kind of come to a more i go to a lot of therapy and like i think about this stuff a lot but i've kind of come to a newer understanding of this because I feel the same way and I get so annoyed when my mom used to do stuff like that. Um, like for example, if I go home, she'll be like, she'll, if I'm, I'm, I'll be like, I'm not going to go to the city today to do shows or whatever. And then she'll text me like, did you eat yet? And I'm like, obviously I don't need you to ask me yeah, to eat. Like yeah, I'm yeah. an adult, I'll eat when I'm hungry. But then 
And then it's also like, it makes me feel like if I'm living in LA, it's like, you're not telling me to eat, I still eat, so why do you do it when I'm home? Yeah. Um, but I think that is a cultural thing because when I spent yeah. more time in Taiwan, um, I've noticed people do that and the kids like it. It's And I'm watching TV shows too, it's like a sign of love. And, yeah. and they think of it as like, oh, my mom loves me, she's seen if I ate. Whereas we're so used to being like, dude, get off my dick. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, I'm gonna eat. I'm not gonna die if you don't remind me to eat. Yeah. Well, uh, like, whatever. Well, and then for me, <laughs> there's even more because my mom will do that shit and then be like, you're fat. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, that's not... Yeah, Chinese parent, not all of them, but a lot of them, it's people just straight up come up to you and say like, why are you fat? Why are you skinny? And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. It's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really, usually not even true. It's just they just like to like nitpick. It's really, yeah, it's really, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, I can see it coming from a million miles away. It's just like exactly the like boilerplate cultural problems. But I'm like, it yes. makes me so fucking mad in a way that is so wildly unhealthy. Where I'm just like, all right. So, so to, to that end a little bit about like, it's like, you know, a little bit of that, like, I wonder, I wonder if that living from home thing is, because I just, like, my sister and I talk about this all the time, like, we simply, like, do not have an adult relationship with our parents, mm -hmm. like, and we don't even see, like, my sister's, like, fucking married, and, like, <sighs> she was just, like, well, I, I, I saw her earlier this year, and she was just, like, I think one of my goals from this year is to, like, have a better relationship with our mom, and I was, like, why? <laughs> That's nice. It's hard. It's tricky because it's like their family, but you know, you have to set your boundaries. Yeah. Uh, that what, last, uh, no, about two years ago, I basically started setting more boundaries with my mom. And since then, our relationship has improved a lot. Like, yeah. I had to tell her at one point she wasn't allowed to stay with me when she came to LA because, and it sounds so harsh. And when I tell my white friends, they're like, huh, like, hmm, yeah, you yeah. sound mean. But it got to a point where, like, it was like if we were under the same roof, like, it was so hard to explain, but my dad and my sister all saw it. It's like just it would be insane. Like it would be like everything's fine, and then it becomes a nightmare. Like yeah. for no reason. And then later I find out that she was mad because of this one little way I looked at her, and therefore the whole yeah yeah weekend had to be whatever. So yeah. I set that boundary because I was like I don't want to hate you, and I know if um, I was like if I set this boundary, then we can hang out, and I'll feel like I have my space and yeah. whatever. And it took her a while to understand it, but I think she got around to it. And when she realized I was doing it not to push her away, but more to fix our relationship. Yeah. And now when we hang out, it does feel a lot better because I feel like sh huh. we both appreciate the time and then we kind of go away and then it's like... God, that doesn't feel like it could possibly... I mean, maybe... It's so bizarre to say I had to be like, Mom, you can't stay yeah. with me. And I think it's changing now. I told her next time she comes, she can stay here with me, but... Um, yeah, it was so bad for a while. It was like yeah. I don't think she even knew how bad it was. she was being like Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I wonder I'm curious because I, I think yeah I, I, I met the, I have the type of relationship with my parents where it's like Not even like I don't even know how we would broach the subject mm. like I don't well, I get you know like one one thing that I well, whatever, we're, we're all confessing things anyway. Um, like for a while, like my sister and I were worried that my dad was an alcoholic. Okay. Um, and I think he's not because he, he got like a liver scare and just stopped drinking. <laughs> so, but who knows what the fuck do I know about that? Not, not much. Um, but my sister and I were like, we don't even know how to bring it up. Yeah, because you're not used to talking about that stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, not even, yeah, close. But it's like, not, like it, you can't like say anything bad about them hmm. because it just makes them so mad. And you're like... 
all right, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's tricky. I mean, maybe coming about it from a point of like, oh, I care about you. But it's always hard because people have their own baggage. And like, I yeah. don't yeah, know yeah. your parents, but yeah, a yeah. lot of Chinese parents don't go to therapy. So it's oh like God, they've they got their own will. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. so like they're carrying stuff from their childhood that they haven't dealt with. Oh, yeah. So it's like so hard to approach anything current with them because there's it's just like a they're yeah. all like powder kegs. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, therapy is like a... Uh, without actually speaking of the the script I'm writing multiple times in this uh, in like when, when we've been pitching it I've been like yeah and then in season three this character finally goes to therapy it's like, <laughs> it's like his really his only arc right now it's just like and it's the one based on me yeah. um, but it was just like yeah this guy's an asshole for kind of okay reasons but really he's not or those are really they're not okay reasons yeah and like, um, well, it's okay to uh, have issues and reasons behind being an asshole as long as you're trying to get better. But that's why I well, yeah, saying, the, like, the main thrust of this uh, character is he's actively not trying to get better. Oh yeah, for fiction, it's okay. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always funny in real life when people are like, "Well, this happened to me. I was cheated on. Therefore, this that's why I'm like this." And I'm like, "You don't know what anybody else is coming to the table with." Yeah. Um, generally, I just assume everyone has baggage, and if you're an asshole you're still an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. It nice doesn't people with baggage and it doesn't just cuz it's even if it's fully mitigated that doesn't yeah. make it okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, well, I mean this is so interesting but I want to get to our, <laughs> our story. I don't, maybe it'll be maybe it'll tie in, who knows. But Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything you would like to tell me? Or we can just keep talking about parents. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do have a parent one since we've been Oh no, he's going to jump. Bye dog. <laughs> he sensed the energy shift. I know. Um let me see. I w well, let's just, since we're talking about families, let's just stick to this, which is that, like, uh, yeah, my mom, I th we think, is a hoarder, and my sister and I don't know what to do about it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's like Have a, you seen evidence of it, or what makes you think that? Oh, yeah. Like, um, man, this is just me talking shit about my parents, which I guess is That's fine. That's mostly what I do on this podcast. It's yeah, not yeah. shit, it's me working through issues and then getting better at it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like, like you know, she, she is one of those people that, like, and it's, like, one of those, you, you, like, we're talking about, like, so clearly mitigated by circumstance. Yeah. She, like, grew up poor in Hong Kong and yeah. was just, like, you know, and you see this kind of the Asian stereotype, but she'll buy, like, anything on sale and, yeah. like, just stockpile it, especially food. Like, so right now it's her and my dad living in this, like, also, like, in a fucking four-bedroom house in Michigan. Whoa. <laughs> um, and it is, like... Um, like fully, uh, like the basement is basically like, oh, my sister and I don't even bother going in there. Uh -huh. And like, there's just like so much shit. But the, the main reason is like the, the fridge is like physically full to capacity with Whoa. food, including like shit that is probably expired. It has to be. Dang. Yeah. Is it like, like you can't walk in the house? There's so much stuff. Not quite there. It's like, it's like. There, like, clearly, there's like the the front room is like almost actually spotless and empty, uh -huh. and then there's like a living room that is kind of cluttered, but like clearly, like the effort is made to because like, it's also like the so shit nice. that people can like or see from the street. Yeah. yeah, and then everything else in back is like just like every sur like every horizontal surface has something on wow. it, and like the fridge is fully like full, 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 like in a way that like seems physically impossible. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I'm trying to think now if my... I know my mom isn't a hoarder, but I'm like, our fridge is always... Yeah. I grew up thinking like you're just supposed to have a lot of stuff around. Yes. I think that's a pretty Asian thing to I just think it's be very, stocked. Like Asian and like a little bit of like that war generation. 
which yeah. I'm guessing maybe your parents are a little younger than. But They're a little younger than that. My grandpa yeah. was like that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. He would take napkins when we went out to McDonald's. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, like just in case we need you it. Can get yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. But the fridge thing is interesting because I'm like, even now, I mean, I just moved, but even when I live in a place for a long time, my fridge is never super full. I just get the stuff I need. And, yeah. you know, week to week, I throw out the vegetables that have gone bad. I don't yeah. keep a lot of stuff. And I think that works for me, but I think it should be like that. I mean, maybe you have a family, you have a little bit more, but just think about how much stuff my mom always has in the fridge. It's like, oh, that is weird. Like, why is there yeah. so much stuff that is not being used just sitting there? Shouldn't it be thrown out by now? Well, and especially, again, they're like two people who are older. They don't physically eat that much. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, they, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, one of our... Um, Excuse me. One of the reasons I don't go home very much and a big fight that we had um, was like a couple years ago, I actually cleaned the fridge. I like just threw out everything that was bad and like, um, you know, or expired and blah, blah, blah. And it was like a huge fucking screaming fight. And I was oh, just wow. like, well. You're like, it's expired. Yeah, it's like bad. This food is bad. And, you know, and it's like, and it's also a thing where I'm like a little bit, my sister and I are like, I mean, whatever. It's like obviously their money, but I'm like, they clearly waste so much money on like food. Oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, you want to play? Come on, buddy. All right, you can, all right, I guess. Oh, no. Just don't. Damn it. <laughs> um, and, and like. Do you think she has sentimental connection to this stuff? Like expired mayonnaise? <laughs> like she can't. Because if she's getting so mad about it, what is she mad about? I think she doesn't like being criticized. She doesn't like the implication that her house is not perfect. Hmm. Honestly, that's my guess. And that might be severely projected. Do you ever but, talk to your parents about their upbringing? Um, a little bit. We tried. My dad really doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, my dad was like a war refugee from the Chinese Civil War wow. for the first like five years of his life. Like my aunts were like born in a refugee camps in like Taiwan and shit. Um, and then... So they probably, they probably don't think about it much. It feels like maybe they... Well, my dad it. is always just like, I mean, also my mom and dad like don't really like each other very much. Wow. So he's just like, oh, it's, it's just mess in here. What are you going to do? You know, and he just like plays like go online by himself all day. Dang. Or gardens, yeah. My my parents moved like in 2014, 20, no, 2015. And they have like this garage they don't use because they park the car outside. Yeah. And now that like you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, why is that garage still full of boxes that they haven't moved into? Like yeah. they, my mom's always like, I'll get around to it. I'm like, it's been four years. Yeah. Like, you They're not going to get around in. to it. It's yeah. Not <laughs> Which is like, I, I think it's a very like, I mean, which is different. I thank God it's not like genetic. Cause I'm like, I, although it kind of is like, I do have like a tendency to clutter, yeah. but I also am not attached to shit. So I, I, it kind of like builds up and then I'll throw like everything away and then it kind of builds up again. And then like I throw shit away. I used to have that problem. And when I actually first started going to therapy, uh, I went cause I had a friend pass away and I wanted to talk about it. But something that came up was that I held on to things. Like I had boxes of, not, I wouldn't say it was hoarding, but I definitely realized like more, like more of the things I own were sentimental than needed to be. Yeah. Like I had boxes of just like, like I had a keychain that I was like, oh, I got that from a Happy Meal when I was out with my friends. Yeah. I, was like, I don't need this shit. But yeah. It, by the time I 
you know, found it again, I was like, well, this reminds me of that time we went out, so I can't get rid of it. Yeah. So I had all that stuff, and then therapy, my therapist helped me um, let go, and now I have like maybe two boxes of things where I'll like be like, well, that was a really cool concert I went to, so maybe I'll yeah. keep that signed, you know, program, and it just small, like, I'll keep small tokens that mm -hmm. don't take up a lot of space. But yeah, I used to have a big problem with that. I have a lot of those tokens, and it's just like, I, I never look at them. Ever. Yeah, I do I, though. I like okay. at least once a year, I'll clean up and go through, and That's it is probably, nice to have. I feel like, I'm sure it feels like in theory, but I'm just like <laughs> I've never once actually looked at this shit. You know what I mean? The only time I ever look at it was is when I probably should throw it away, but. I, Sure, Literally, and then you're like, maybe I'll keep it yeah, to, to look at it again. <laughs> it's only only as part of an evaluation about yeah. is this a fucking thing I should still have, which I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, most of the time, I think that's what that whole Marie Kondo thing was about. It's like, most yeah. of the time, you don't need to keep it. More than likely, you don't need it. Uh, yeah. You could always find it somewhere else. But it is tricky because sometimes I do feel like I gave away too much. Like, I feel like I was deleting photos and stuff for a long time, just being like, I don't need any of this. And then I went back and tried to find things of periods yeah. of my life I thought weren't that important. And then I was like, oh, this whole chunk of my life I have no memories of. Yeah, I swear, I agree with that. But I'm, I'm like just really trying to be realistic about like, am I going to sit down and like flip yeah. through a fucking stack of photographs? Like the answer is no. <laughs> true. Just be present. That's true. If you're always present, then you won't feel the need to look yeah. back. Yeah, or maybe whatever. Maybe I'm missing out on something for sure. I understand that. But there's just like, I'm like, functionally, like I should reckon with the fact that I'm not the type of person that relates to the past in that way. Cause I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I will never, I'm never, ever, ever gonna sit down and flip through a photo album. I'm just not. Like, like <laughs> my family, every time we all get together, it's like, take a photo. And I'm genuinely like, why? <laughs> like, why? What do we? Do, and like, like this is more likely to be used as like an alibi than True. than it is for any a like TV emotional TV. yeah it's just like what no, was not I even felt like at that time and yeah then, <laughs> it, it just never it never it, it's so funny I'm just like it will never be a thing that I care about That's I think probably good that means you're living in the moment and I think uh, I'm I'm working on getting there I'm not quite there but like this even this new place I just moved into I got rid of so much stuff before I moved uh, and I still feel like I have like I get rid of it before I move and then as I move in I'm like why did I keep this so yeah yeah I'm trying to get better and make this space like uh, like just the essentials and yeah. just like have it decorated with stuff I like and then yeah. not really have anything extra. So I'm working yeah. on it. It's definitely it's definitely hard because I, I am so sentimental and I'm very much um, anxiety driven. Yeah. So I get really anxious about losing things like people and memories and all of that. Yeah, I think I am... I kind of am sentimental. I think I've maybe I've just become less sentimental because I used to really like think it was important to hang on to that shit. But again, I, I, I think I just added change. You know what it was? Part of it was moving. When I moved to LA, yeah, I was still working like a corporate job, and they moved me from New York. Oh, okay. and like because I was such a piece of shit, I was just like, well, and and it was like so corporate that it was like the moving like budget move was like, yeah. yeah, it was like ungodly. Oh, not even that. It was like <laughs> they'll pack it for you. Oh wow! So I didn't even like clean my room. 
<laughs> that because I was like I, I would live for the remainder of the time and I was just like damn everything in here just put in a box and go so like when I unpacked in LA like it was like it wasn't like didn't have like trash but it was like my office trash can with just like paper scraps <laughs> in it like fully came out like with you know the same like with the trash in yeah it? the oh same like God. junk mail or whatever still in it and I was like well this was fucked up to <laughs> like it was just fucked up like yeah. you know and then but like you know, all the shit that was on my desk, basically as it was, like they just, you know, stuffed it all into a box or whatever and then like moved it out. And it was like, I'm a bad person, but that kind of helped highlight that. Like, and then I think going home to Michigan and being like, oh, especially since I like haven't been, and my sister, after my sister moved out, like it was just like a couple years of just them. It was like, oh no, Damn. this is fucked up. So, to the point where my sister and I genuinely have been like, when our parents die or move out, we might straight up have to just burn that place down. Oh my God. Because we're just like, we don't know what to do with it. It's going to take like <sighs> professionals to clean that place up. At was there, point. so there was like a moment when you're like, this is too much stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. For me or for yeah, my parents? Yeah. When you right? saw her, their, uh, their yeah. Place. For, for my parents, I think living there, I just didn't process it. But, yeah. and then once I move, once I, um, I don't remember. It must've been. I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, something like mm -hmm. that, where it's just like, oh, this actually is fucked up and they have a problem. Or Damn. my mom has a problem. And the other thing that's weird, actually, is my mom's sister is, like, a real neat freak. Her older mm. sister, my aunt. She has her own problems, but... Um, that's I, also another direction of, like, coping. Yeah. Like, super organized to yeah. point of, like... I genuinely wonder what would... Because, like, like, I know my mom, deep down, knows she has a problem because she, like does not let her sister visit anymore. Huh. So like clearly, cause she was like, if, if you know, her older sister comes over, it's going to be, you know, yeah, the, the two, the two impulses. Yeah. So like, that's how you kind of know. And the fact that the front room is clean, but none of the other ones are, I'm like, you know what acceptable is and you are not able to do it with the rest of the house. But she gets so mad about like, and you can tell also it's like, she was really defensive about it. I was trying to think a couple Christmases ago, she like got me a bunch of clothes not she, in fact she didn't get me she like but it was like for sure like i was like oh this was all just shit that was on sale you're still buying stuff it was something like a lot bigger than my dad and uh -huh. she, like i was like you're buying shit kind of vaguely in my size but like the only kind you know because it's it's not for me in any rational sense like it's right. all like super ugly or whatever <laughs> just like you know like like shit that like i wouldn't yeah it wasn't ever, thoughtful ever it was aware it was just like it was there and it, and it was like, clearly because it was on sale like mm -hmm. so she just like hoards that stuff sort of ironically i will say i actually went back uh when i was home most recently and some of that shit is like so gross that i was like some of this is kind of cool now <laughs> so i did take a couple of sweatshirts that i was like all right these are funny now um but that's so funny. My aunt um, isn't necessarily a hoarder, but she used to buy a lot of stuff on sale. And she's like successful too. Um, so it's not like she was necessarily, it's just a mentality. It wasn't like yeah. for the money. Like they yeah, were living yeah. in a big mansion in Chicago or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when I, I remember going to, oh, they, they moved around. So uh, I remember going to our house when they lived near Boston before I went to college at NYU. And we were gonna do this run to Target to you know buy supplies. And my aunt was like, just look through my house. And I just was like, there's like 10 like dishwashing liquids. Like it was just like a yeah. sponges, everything. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just take this. Yeah. She just bought it when it was on sale. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of the same mentality, but my parents are not like, 
rich enough to really make it like work for okay. them. And also, but again, my like, I'm tr like my sister and I found like canned goods that were like expired by a decade. Damn. You know, like it was just like. I wonder if there's any treasures in there. Like. Pretty unlikely. <laughs> The one thing that was dope, the she we still have one of those like uh, it was like a Burger King like when glass like from the, in the eighties when they oh. would give you just like fully like a yeah. glass glass. Yeah. I'm like this is dope, but um, is it like um, a lot of stuff but clean or is there like bugs and like possibly and bugs and critters at this okay. point? So we're we're like edging into that. Yeah, TV show for sure. Story. It's it's. Like, yeah, it, it would be like the, the origin story of like a hoarder's TV show. Like, it's not that bad yet, but... Did you know what a hoarder is? That's a great question. I have no idea. I doubt it. I wonder, sometimes people don't... Like, they might kind of vaguely know they have a problem, but once you see someone with that problem ex on an extreme level, you're like, oh, shit. Well, I a little bit worry. I think my... I don't know if I just thought about this or my sister and I talked about it, but... Um, part of me worries that like because she's not as bad as those people like on the TV show oh. that she will be like see I'm fine oh, I'm boy. genuinely I'm 99% sure that's what her reaction that's would possible be. It, it, yeah, that's actually like, speaking of mom my mom used to do this she would always um, try to compare herself to be like I'm not like a typical Asian mom she would say that because I guess some of her friends were more strict or whatever yeah, yeah. but then she would still do stuff that was like yeah. infuriate me and then yeah, she would just yeah. use that as an example and I'm like yeah. you're literally you're all the same yeah you're just using this one you're just example. like a little cooler or like but, a little yeah. more chill about some stuff but it's almost like people don't recognize themselves or they when they see how they actually are um, they're so repulsed by it that they Think yeah. it's the opposite of them. Yeah. Well, or, yeah, that's my mom's case. I mean, I'm sure for your mom, there is probably, like, I bet grading on a curve, she doesn't feel like, like, among oh, her peers. she's so strict. She wouldn't, oh, like, right. let us go to sleepover. She would, like, walk behind us at the mall. Oh. Um, but I got a B once, and she said I partied too much because I went to football game. Yeah. And I was like... Football games aren't parties. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. But I think in her mind, she's like, well, so-and-so wouldn't even let them their kid go to that party. I'm like, it's not a party, it's a football game. So that's why I joined cheer, because I was like, well, it'll be an extracurricular. A thing to do, and yeah. And then I can go. I think, I, weirdly, my, my parents are definitely like, not like, and I couldn't tell if it was just, I was able to successfully like buck them slash lie uh -huh. enough that it, they couldn't really figure out what I was doing because I mean my grades were always fine so I just did whatever the fuck I wanted to. You're also a guy. It's so different I think. My yeah. brother was allowed to do so much. Oh work. maybe that. Yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, not maybe. Because I do think course, yeah Asian people are still that. strict. I mean not everybody I think. A lot of cultures are like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. probably too are more well, just girls. I mean it's immigrants for self-selecting and then other cultural like sort of reverse cultural reasons right. It's like yeah, you're supposed to be successful. I, I love that fucking like people are like, oh, see, Asian people are successful or smart, and it's like, do you want to you do you really like go to fucking Asia and just reevaluate your concept of all Asian people on a yeah. genetic basis? Like, guess what? There's it's, levels. <laughs> yeah, there's levels, and it's like because like immigration's so fucked up, it's expensive to get here that like yeah. you self-select from like all the engineers and lawyers and doctors or whatever, or not as many lawyers even, but like, it's like, yeah, it's because like, that's the, the people that like white people accepted easily into right. the country. Like 
especially post like the 70s or whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's like, and also they're not just Asian people, they're immigrants. Like you said, like it's like, yeah. there's a different culture of what it means to be an immigrant and yeah. like feeling like you need to work hard because your parents came here or yeah. whatever. And that's even yeah. different. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I just, it's, I, there's a lot of things I didn't think were weird until I'm like, I was t like talking to my boyfriend about it the other day of like, some of the stuff we did for fun on the weekends in high school was like go to Stanford and um, like <laughs> literally like we thought it was fun and it is fun but like going to Stanford to fountain hop at night or um, we would sneak into the history department and put on movies on the projector oh, and God. which I actually at the time thought was really cool because yeah. it was like oh it reminds me of like you know, you know these move indie movies where you sneak yeah, out and yeah, you do yeah, cool it's like thing. fun. Yeah. But I told him that he was like, "So you wanted to learn on you your just, free like, time?" Went to yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I guess I never even thought about it that way." Um, but there was a lot of that where I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know I was doing this because yeah. it's so ingrained that it's like learning's cool, learning's cool." So when I was having fun, I was like, "How can I learn and make it cool?" Oh man, that's. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I and I grew up in Ann Arbor, so that's like also a college town, um, a way less good college, but uh, University of Michigan yeah. is there. Yeah. So, but that was also that's just like college. I got a good uh, football team. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, it's a but great it was engineering school. Probably. I think it's one of the top. Who knows? I okay. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my main thing is like it also means like because it's like a really not a. I guess not a party school compared to yeah. some, but it's like a big, you know, fucking big public university. So the main upshot for me, was like, oh, there's plenty of like drugs and shit mm -hmm. and like people just fucking around all the time. So that's what we would do. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. a lot of weed in the Bay. I don't think my, my group wasn't doing like hard drugs or anything. Yeah. I did, a lot, I did a lot of LSD. Oh, really? Like Whoa. I feel like the San Francisco probably had that, but I was in the South Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people did acid. It was definitely a thing where it, was, uh, it wasn't uh, off-limits. Like, I, there were people yeah. who did acid and shrooms and talked about it, and they weren't, like, weirdos. Yeah. But it wasn't... Well, my cousins that grew up in San Francisco, like, straight up sold crack for a little oh bit. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. And they're, they're, they're the ones with the mom who's like super strict and oh, wow. like super religious too. And they were just like, were you um, were selling religious? crack? Um, no, my, my mom's side of the family though is all um, Mormons actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is like, I mean, basically it's that model of like these missionaries came, but uh, compounded with the fact that um, my mom's side of the family was like super, super poor. So I think the only way they could go to college, like they all went to like, fucking BYU for okay. their undergrads and it was gotcha. basically like we're Mormons ha 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 to get into school yeah which is what I which is what my mom did and then her her brother and sister were like no no we're Mormons <laughs> so like my my uncle's side of the family they're kind of dicks I haven't talked to them for a while um because I think it, it kind of really hit home when my the old his oldest son because he's a Mormon so he's like a million kids um got married and like they invited the family, but we weren't like the non-Mormons weren't actually allowed to go to the actual ceremony because it's like in the temple and whatever yeah. the fuck. And then the actual like um, like reception was this really weird vibe because it's like all like these blonde white people and then this Chinese family. And then he married like clearly it was like because they're in Seattle, which I think there probably are a lot of like Chinese Mormons, like relatively speaking. Yeah, I think there but are. But they just found like he just married another the other Chinese person. And it was like uh -huh. this is like so clearly like this weird segregated thing. Huh. 
Um, and they were just like kind of dicks about it. And then when their second kid got married, they didn't invite me. But then like the week before, they were like, you're a photographer. Do you want to like, come and take pictures of the wedding? And I was like, fuck you. No. Like, I'm not doing this. And I haven't like, I think I, they were at my sister's wedding. I saw them for a second. But I was like, they're just, I mean, they're nice in the way that Mormons are nice. But it's like very like this patronizing and yeah. like and sort of thing. And it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, you value your religion more than your family. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's dumb and bad, but, you know, I also don't value my family that much, so, <laughs> like, um, so, like, whatever, fuck you guys. Um, it's, well, it's not that you, because you, you, you find your family somewhere else, probably, like, yeah. in comedy or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's, being a first generation, it's like, there are going to be things where it's like, you know, your family can't provide that. Maybe not yeah, necessarily yeah. their fault or whatever. Maybe they don't have the tools to, but yeah. you know, I had that. And I, once I found comedy, I was like, oh, this is like, this is giving me that oh, really? space I need that I didn't have. The safety, the feeling of like belonging, being accepted. It's like the mm. stuff that your family should provide and they don't. But as you're, as you grow up, like this help therapy helped me do this. Like as an adult, I'm like, I no longer need to wait to get these things I lacked from people who will never give it to me. Right. And it's not their fault. I just let go of like needing it from them and then I find it somewhere else. Yeah. Or within myself. And then I can still treat my family as family without expecting them to all be all the things that, yeah. 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 I wonder, uh, that's funny that you say comedy because I feel like I like, like very much like an outsider in comedy, in the, in the comedy world. Still. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, although I've been hanging out with like, I think part of moving to LA that was really nice. Um, one well, thing everyone was really feels nice. like an outsider in LA, but. <laughs> oh, sorry. What I meant though is like actually fine. Cause I, and this is probably like a my own bad thing, but the, the comedy people I knew in New York were all, almost all white people, but certainly mm -hmm. not Asian people. That's probably true. I do think I, because I grew up in the Bay where it was like, yeah. kind of like a, such a mix of like Asian people, white people, whatever that I. Yeah. I got really comfortable and not, I don't want to say not seeing race because that's not true, but um, yeah, doing yeah. the like American thing. Like everybody I hung out with felt to me American in some way, like yeah. even the immigrants. And so like I... I, I, I'm sorry, I guess what I meant though is that like, and that wasn't even a thing I processed, but I just was always like, I think it, it came, it, it, it was like coming to LA and like meeting a lot more like Asian folks who I like, respected their work uh -huh. which is like I don't think I like knew that many and you know and, and yeah. that was it's definitely a me problem like, no it's not I think they don't make it you're right comedy doesn't make it very welcoming uh, especially in New York it yeah. might be better now but yeah. I didn't know I don't think I knew a single other Asian girl yeah. doing comedy there were a couple guys maybe like two people I knew and then there were people who were like obviously like Shang Wang and Ali Wong yeah. who were already successful performing yeah. But there was nobody in the community. Um, and I, I, but those two were like um, interesting. And I actually, well, I and not not to say like like Ali, I think is like at least at, at the time when I was coming up, not coming up. I'm not up. So like starting out, mm -hmm. um, like not really like I I, I just uh, never really liked that like you know, comedy store, like very stand up sure. kind of vibe. So, and that's where like Asian people were, you know, like a joke. Oh, there's a very situation. pandering for sure. Yeah. Early and, Alley was a lot of like playing to white audiences. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Playing to like a super white room. And, and maybe that's where I was just like, all right, well that's not me. And then when, it, when you're in like a more alt room, ironically still pandering to a very <laughs> white audience, but it just felt a little different. 
Um, like and again, people I, that wanted to feel bad for you. Yeah, I don't know. It was just this thing, but I, 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 I didn't, it wasn't until I met more Asian people out here, like like writers and stuff, where I'm just like, oh, I feel a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. in that. And so maybe that that is now becoming like sort of a more of like a fulfilling some functions of family. Um, but it wasn't always. Yeah, like I guess that. I can see that. I've definitely found more community um, in terms of like m being. Like tying in my identity to my work in LA. Yeah. Um, but in New York, I feel like I wasn't addressing that part of myself, maybe. But I, I found yeah. the stuff I needed. Like, I, mean, I think part of it was that I was a little bit trying to walk away from my family because in my mind, I was like, they've hurt me so much that yeah. I, um, anything that felt different was exciting. And then the comedy community spoke to the part of me, like the artist part and the pain that yeah, I yeah. didn't, I didn't feel seen anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but LA is totally. cool because it kind of marries it too. Yeah, I, th I think it's a lot of help. And look, maybe it's also just like both the times and sure, like yeah. the community is different and like, but yeah, there's just something where I was like, that's interesting because I, I always like, even you still are, you're just like, it's still easy to be the only person of color in mm -hmm. a comedy yeah. situation of any kind. So that's you're true. like... And maybe it's also just like in the last couple of years, I'm more cognizant of it and I wasn't before, but I was like, eh, this is fun, right? And it's like, eh, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it kind of isn't. So yeah, I, it's just funny that you say comedy, but I think we're talking about kind of two different things. Yeah. As far as like what you need. Or, and it's also like, you know, having uh, maybe a healthier perspective on like, Comedy also doesn't, or your friends, or whatever, your coworkers don't also need to be everything that your right. first family can't do either. <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably a healthier way to think about it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really glad you shared that. I feel like we talked about a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I do. <laughs> do you feel like that was helpful? Uh, yeah. That, or is it just more confusing now? Um, it's probably good to articulate some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's inter It's cool because I don't really get to talk to people, but I mean, I talked to so many people about really cool stories. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just to, um, I talk to my sister sometimes about growing up the way we did, but it's really nice to hear yeah. from, you know, to be like, this is a kind of a universal Yeah, experience. or it's more common at least. Yeah, but you think of it as so, because you're so insulated or you don't, yeah, like you said in comedy, I don't really talk to a lot of Asian people who had that same experience. So I have to explain it to them. I always feel like I'm like yeah. teaching them. So yeah, it's nice yeah. to just come at it from a um, place where like, oh, you just understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have a quick game. Do you oh, yeah, a game? please, yes. Okay. I didn't know what your confession would be, so I wrote it. I, I, I know why well, I just came up with it. No, so. that's okay. I wrote a general game. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is called... Uh, Hate is gonna hate and celebs gonna delete their Instagram and come back because they have a new album out to promote it. Yeah. So basically, as you can tell by the title, mm -hmm. um, this is all about celebrities who uh -huh. quit social media in some way um, and then came back to Great. it. Because, um, you know, celebrities love to quit. Um, I'm never media. quitting. I love, I love <laughs> Twitter. Well, they use it to connect to their fans, but they also, you know, hate the haters on it. Uh -huh. I mean, honestly, if you have like a million followers and 1% of your followers writes, I wish you would die today. Um, yeah, that's a lot. That's 10,000 people that's telling probably you to go die today. Relatively speaking about my person. My person. <laughs> I will say this, uh, I was talking to, uh, I 
Have you had Carl Tart on the show? I haven't, but he's great. I was I was texting with Carl because he got some some haters the other day, and I was like, this was not useful advice, but I realized not everyone does this. My like block list on Twitter is like sixteen thousand people. Oh wow. Yeah, because so I'm just, just like block, 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 block. yeah, because I don't give a shit. I don't need <laughs> anyone. Like just block, 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 block. Fuck you. Um, I don't even have that many followers, but um. That's oh, cool. I don't either. <laughs> I, I definitely have more people blocked than. Followers, although it's close, but yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the higher um, publicity you get, the more haters you're gonna get. Yeah. I, mean, I call them haters and just, but whatever you call them. Like, no, no, but, well, yeah, I guess for me it's handy because it's like, I, uh, but I also will actively uh, yeah. block people. I just like, I like, I have like, you know, like every Republican blocked because yeah. it's just like, well, you don't need that. I don't need it. it. It's so funny that people are like, oh, how are you gonna know? You gotta like, if you're gonna fight them, you gotta understand the other side. It's like, it it's this weird like very very pathetic devil's uh, uh devil's advocate type argument where I'm like and, and it it implicitly gives so much credit to racists that like yeah. oh you really need to understand their opinion I'm like <laughs> guess what they haven't had like a new idea in like three hundred years yeah you don't have to understand hate um, yeah, I'm it's... all for understanding an argument when there's a true battle but like. Social media is also where you're allowed to just be yourself and yeah. and say it's for me. But also those those are, I, those arguments are not complicated. It's okay. We're almost done. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So let so basically I'm gonna read a this is multiple choice so it's pretty simple. I'm gonna read a uh, quote um, and this is kind of like how somebody quit or how somebody mm-hmm. came back and then I'll give you multiple choice. You have to guess who it was. Great. Cool. All right. This is loosely inspired because Cardi B quit and then came back two days later. I don't know if you saw that. She, she quit social media because people got mad at her for winning the Grammy over Mac Miller. Oh, she... Oh, I didn't know she She's like, whatever, we should respect Mac Miller, of course, but like to yell at Cardi B. Yeah, she's, yeah. So she quit, and then two days later she came back to promote a new song with uh, Bruno Mars and just said... Oh, I didn't... Yeah, yeah I, I missed the, the quit. I saw, so, both, yeah. I saw both of those other things, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, okay, so number one. Um, this is uh, somebody quitting. Mm-hmm. They said, it's been a while since you've heard from me. Uh, oh, this is them coming back, sorry. <laughs> Celebrity quit, came back, said, It's been a while since you've heard from me, but I wanted to wish everyone a happy new year and to thank you for your love and support. Last year was definitely a year of self-reflection, challenges, and growth. It's always those challenges which show you who you are and what you're capable of overcoming. Trust me, it's not easy, but I'm proud of the person I'm becoming and look forward to the year ahead. Love you all. Okay, so who made this uh, dramatic return to Instagram? <laughs> was it A, Demi Lovato, B, Tovlo, C, Selena Gomez, or D, RNC Chair Rana Romney McDaniel? Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna go with C. That's I, correct. I don't know who Selena C Gomez. was. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Okay. Yeah, she quit. She just she used to be like the number one on Instagram. Quit because she was like so tired of um. Oh, because people were sort of like, ever since she broke up with Justin Bieber, it's like scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then she came back, so now she's back. Yeah. She's posting all the yeah. Christian memes. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of, yeah. God. Number two, who quit Twitter by saying, bye Twitter, taking my talents to Instagram, just to return a week later with, I'm bored, I missed you guys. Was it A, Chrissy Teigen, B, Katy Perry, C, Ariana Grande, or D, The Pope? Uh, B? The B. The Katy Perry. The yeah. answer is A. Chrissy Teigen. Really? Teigen. Yeah. Is it really Teigen? Yeah, it's Teigen. That's what she said. But I still call what? her Teigen. She. Uh, yeah. She got a bunch of hate um, for tweeting something. I think. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, she. she and... Yeah. She tweets political shit. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, here's another embarrassing confession. Uh huh. Um, so, like, whoever, because she's one of those celebrities that like follows a bunch of people or whatever, uh -huh. you know. So like, somehow Yo is this racist got on that follow list, so she followed us, oh, and great. then like. At one point, we were like thinking about guests, and we we're like, "Well, fuck it, shoot your shot." So we were like, "Hey, big fans! Like, if you'd ever want to come on the show, like, you know, blah blah blah, that kind of yeah. thing." And then, like, one hour later, she like had her most recent baby, <laughs> and like oh. it was like clearly like, "Okay, well, when we said big fans, we <laughs> obviously were not." It's like you're in the delivery room, but exactly, big fans. And obviously, she never got back to us. But it was one of those things where it was like so, so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Um, Christy, please come on the show anytime at your leisure. We're sorry yes. we interrupted you while you were having a goddamn baby. That's so funny. And uh, your baby is also welcome on this mm -hmm. show. Okay, number three. <laughs> Who said they were quitting their phone, email, and social media for a while and posted a blank blue square across all social media platforms only to return two weeks later? Was it A, Ed Sheeran, B, Donald Glover, C, Joe Jonas, or D, Putin? He meant to put up a red square, but he's colorblind and used blue instead. Quick note for that joke because I did neuroscience. Uh -huh. and green oh, okay. is the other side of that. Thanks for that. Love the I mansplaining. I, no, I'm just sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. No, that's, I knew it was wrong. Is that right? Like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, is that right? I don't remember. You're probably right. Doesn't matter. Um. Um. I don't know. Ed Sheeran. You're right. I'm picking the ones I know the least about. The answer was A. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yes. Yeah, quit everything and then. Came back. Um, I, I'm. This is like definitely me being old, but I was like, I, he, he for sure is like, was definitely one of the first moments where I was like, oh, I don't understand kids' music <laughs> anymore, because I was just like, this motherfucker is like some weird, yeah, heartthrob. He, his music's pretty good, but like. People do hate him a lot, which is why he quit. Yeah, he yeah. literally said, I don't understand why people don't like me, and then quit. Which yeah. is like, people probably, I bet it sucks to get that much hate, but yeah. it's also like, you're making so much money. Yeah, you know? surely, yeah, surely you have know. to understand why people hate you. You're I don't very hateable. I try to be like sympathetic, but I'm also like, I don't know, I've never been there, so I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But I'm like, if you were worth like millions of dollars, I don't know, just read a comment and let it go. Just it, don't but, ever look hard? at Twitter. Yeah, it probably is kind of hard to get people. I bet people say nasty stuff, but. Oh, I'm sure, but I'm just like, it's gotta be so easy to like. <laughs> I mean, I barely. I'm like, I, maybe I'm just like, something's wrong with me, but I'm like. Eh. Yeah, I let it slide off. If it's not yeah. someone I know, I mean, if it's like my best friend saying that, I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right, number four. Who took a six-month involuntary Instagram hiatus due to her account getting flagged and returned with a cartoon of herself and Instagram holding hands? So there's a picture of her uh -huh, and Instagram uh -huh. holding hands with the caption, I'm back, bitches. Was it A, Rihanna, B, Nicki Minaj, C, Vanessa Hudgens, or D, my sophomore grade English teacher, Miss Gossard, my sophomore year? Uh, I think, was this Rihanna? Yeah. Yeah, that one I just seem to remember. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only one I kind of knew. But she's oh, back. sure, sure, sure. Finally, okay, so you, you're doing pretty good. You got <laughs> two out of four, so if you get this one, you'll win the game. Great. All right. Great. Who quit Instagram because of unfair comments about a new relationship they were in saying, I'm going to make my Instagram private if you guys don't stop the hate. This is getting out of hand. If you guys are really fans, you wouldn't be so mean to the people that I like. Was it A, Cole Sprouse, B, Justin Bieber, C, Calvin Harris, or D, Steve? Oh, uh, I think this one was Justin Bieber. Maybe. Final answer? Yeah. 
You're correct. The yes. answer is Justin Bieber. Yeah, this was the whole Selena Gomez. Yeah, debate. yeah, yeah. She was dating Sofia Ricci. Uh, um, didn't last. But at the time, people were hating on her. And then yeah. Selena even responded by saying, if you don't want people to comment, then don't put that's right. pictures of your new girlfriend. I think LOL. That's, that's what I remember. And then she got a lot of flack for that. But, yeah. you know, girl was hurt. I don't know. <sighs> Thank you so much for coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for having me. I always like to end with a big sigh, you know, yeah. like a, a real tired sigh. I will say someone <laughs> someone hit me up on Twitter yesterday and was like, one of the most relatable things, it was a little like, one of the most millennial things about Andrew is that sigh, and I was <laughs> like, I'm too old for that, but I understand. Um, well, uh, where can people find you? Um, listen to Yo, Is This Racist? You can find it on, just on your the same phone that you're listening to this on. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram and join our Patreon, patreon.com slash tell me anything pod. And you know what? Why not? Follow me at Larissa yeah. T on Twitter and Instagram. Do I never it. promote my socials, but I'm doing it now at Larissa T. So find me at me. Tell me if you like the show. Yeah. Don't Bye. tell me. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like don't you tell talk. Andrew. <laughs> Bye. Bye.